0: Hello fellow rebel capitalists, hope you are well. So I'm sure a lot of your friend and family member Freds, always say, well, if we ended the Fed, then what would we do? Who would set interest rates? As though the entire world would just immediately implode without the central planners micromanaging the price of money. But there's actually a very easily, excuse me, a very easy solution for this. In fact, we already have it, and it would be a very, very simple switch. Let's go right over to this article from Zero Hedge, and I'll show you what I am referring to. Title pretty much sums it up. Replace the Fed with the two-year treasury. Done. Handled. Game over. No more Fed. Because in my opinion, the Federal Reserve doesn't really play a big role over long periods of time in the supply of currency units. As you guys know, I, I'm not. I don't buy into the Fed is creating liquidity or the Fed is injecting liquidity. This is the banking system. The banking system can do that without the Fed. They don't need bank reserves. They don't need green pieces of paper. They they don't need the Fed doing anything. The Fed doesn't really impact their balance sheet. Uh, the Fed doesn't really give them more balance sheet capacity to go into the real economy and lend and all these things that you hear about. And you say, well, George, the Fed comes in and they do micromanage the interest rate right at the front of the curve. And that's bad. I totally agree. And that's the main reason I think we should end the Fed. And then they do these bailouts from time to time, where they intervene in free market capitalism. And that's another fantastic reason for ending the Fed. But that's separate from them controlling the money supply or supposedly controlling the money supply. But in this article, I think they go over an argument for why we should replace the Fed with the two-year. But I think what's even more interesting is asking the question, has the Fed already replaced themselves with the two-year Treasury? Let me show you what I'm talking about. So they go into just kind of a recap. Last Wednesday, FOMC they had a, two-week, a two-day meeting they raise rates by 25 basis points. Everyone knows that. So they say the market just hovers over there. every word. What is all the fuss about? Interest rates represent price of money. Arguably arguably most important price in the world. Short-term rates influence all of the rates in the economy, including mortgages, auto loans, credit card, and more. But just to be clear, they influence credit card rates way more than they influence mortgage rates because now the mortgage rates are based on the long end of the curve and there's much more market, far more market forces involved in determining that interest rate. So, but, but overall, the concept is you get it. The Fed has manipulated the price of money for over a decade. They've manipulated the price of money for a lot longer than that. <laughs> I just the last decade, They've been manipulating the price of money since 1913. But where I differ from most people is they think the Fed has interest rates artificially low all the time. And I disagree. I think sometimes they got them artificially low, sometimes they got them artificially high. And if you go down to this two year tre- treasury chart, uh, that, so we've got the Fed funds layered over the two year treasury yield. And this is the gist of the article. They say, look at this. And you go back a couple decades and I think this would hold true even if you went back to the 1970s, maybe even further, is we have the two-year treasury yield, that's in green, and all the Fed is doing is basically following the two-year treasury. In fact, the two-year treasury usually moves first. Look at right here. Two-year treasury goes down, and then this red line, which is the Fed, they start decreasing the Fed funds rate after the two-year starts to plummet. Then the two-year starts to go up. And after that, the Fed, what do they do? They pause, start to go up. Then the two-year treasury in 2000 starts to go down. After that, <laughs> the, Fed, the Fed is just basically playing catch-up with the two-year treasury. So with the exception of a couple places, like right here after the dot-com bust. But what are we doing here? When you look at this chart, it becomes overtly apparent that we could easily replace the Fed with the two-year treasury as far as the interest rate at the front end of the curve. Obviously, we're not talking about quantitative easing, and which I don't think should be done, but we're not talking about all that stuff. We're talking about simply the Fed funds rate could easily be replaced by the two-year treasury. But then you've got to ask yourself the question, you know, the Fed comes out with all these meetings and they have 900 PhDs and Jerome Powell goes on national TV and talks about all these metrics they use to really dial in that Fed funds rate to get it precise. Really? Or is that just all smoke and mirrors when no matter what they say to the public behind the scenes, they're like, yeah, Jerome, what's the two-year treasury doing? Oh man, last month, it really took a dive okay, great. So we're going to lower rates next week. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Seems to me that's what's going on. So again, like I said at the beginning of this of the video, A, we could easily replace Fed funds with a two-year treasury, a market rate. Wouldn't that be novel? But B, maybe they've already done that and they just haven't admitted it. Because when you look at this chart, it sure seems that's exactly what... The, look at even right here. When they were lowering, and the two-year paused during the GFC, then they pause. <laughs> it's like, it's like clockwork. Well, I guess that was pretty much at the same time. Although, yeah, I'll I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. That was pretty much at the same time. But usually, look right here in 2018, two-year Treasury gets up to three percent, and then takes a nosedive over the next few months down to 2.5%, down 50 basis points. And all of a sudden, the Fed goes, oh, let's go ahead and pause. And then they pause. And then again, they're always like six months, or usually like six months behind the two-year. And even look at when we had inflation. Inflation starts at the end of 2021. And what happens? Two-year Treasury, boom, skyrockets. The Fed, six months later, oh, yeah, Go ahead and and in fact, what's crazy is if you guys remember from my videos or just watching the news, you'll remember that in November of 2021, right around the 13th or the 15th, my memory serves me well, is when Jerome Powell first came out and said, Hey, we're gonna start raising interest rates in Q one of 2022. And wouldn't you wouldn't you know? And I, I don't have the exact month as this, the, the green line goes up, but it sure looks like it's very close to call it September, October, where the two year starts going up. And then coincidentally, a month later, Jerome Powell comes out and says, oh yeah, we're going to start raising interest rates. <laughs> I mean, come on, come on. And if this is any sign, we know that the fed is one step behind once again, Because the two-year Treasury peaked out at 4.74, 4.75. This was three or four months ago. Since that time has come down while the Fed is still going up. And this is just another reason why I would suggest the Fed this time has it wrong on the upside instead of the downside. But interesting chart when you look at the Fed funds versus the two-year treasury yield. And I think the conclusions you have to come to. We could easily replace the Fed, the overnight rate, Fed funds with the two-year treasury yield, assuming they haven't already done that themselves. (laughs) All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see in the next video.